But if you guys wonder why the Andrew Tates are so popular, what are we offering them? Like, when you think about a Christian man in society, like, I don't really see, like, the great man. It's sometimes the church gives an incomplete message. Uh-huh. So what I did is I got on stage and I faked it, but I never faked it. I, I was wrong. Bruce Lawn. From the VU conference of a message Judas Smith just did that is also the antithesis of some of the conversations I've been having and we've been having on this channel. And I'm going to show you guys a clip that I just did with my buddy Hafiz from The Roommates. Hafiz works in what we call the men's improvement space, works with a lot of men. Hafiz is a follower of Jesus. Uh, he was a member of Blueprint Church in Atlanta. He's, he's grown his channel over half a million subscribers. He's interviewed everybody from Gary Vee to Patrick David to Kevin Samuels. He has all kinds of really interesting conversations with people of all sides. But his real passion is speaking to men. And so I saw this clip, and it instantly reminded me of the conversation we just had. So I'm going to play you guys this clip from Judah. I'm going to give you guys my thoughts. I'm going to play you guys this conversation me and Hafiz had. And I want, I want you guys to tell me uh, if I'm bugging in regards to how I'm processing this, okay? Because maybe I'm tripping. So I practice my prayer life. I practice my Bible reading. I practice my sanctification. I practice my holiness. I kept telling young people, my dad started me preaching at eight and nine and 10 and did my first week of revivals at 16. And I was telling young people everywhere, well, I would tell them like, you gotta be set apart. You gotta be holy. You gotta be sanctified. You gotta get rid of the sin in your life. God wants to refine you like he refines silver. He puts it in the cauldron and the heat of his holiness and his majesty. And the dross rises to the top. Oh, and the potter. Oh, and the silversmith. He moves off the dross and he's going to keep you on the fire until he sees your reflection and you look like Jesus. And though some of that might be true, it's not what I've learned in life. I overplayed it. I overcooked it. I overdid it. And I made it sound like an elite company of people who are all buttoned up and put together. And I, I, I was wrong. So he, he breaks down how he pre preached the sanctification, the being set apart, all this stuff. And, and then he says, I overdid it. I was wrong. So what I did is I tried and I tried and then I tried. And then I like, it wasn't really working. Like there was a big delta between me, the preacher and me, the dude. And so what I did is I got on stage and I faked it, but I never made it. And so what I, I shudder to think that you might leave here thinking that in some way, in any way, shape, or form, we have insinuated, even in the smallest degree, that somehow God won't use you until you're perfect. And now, God won't use you until you're perfect. Now, I think what he's meaning here, perfect is perfect as in like without sin, right? Perfect, right? But when, when Jesus says perfect. He says, be, be perfect as, 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 as the Father is perfect, as I am perfect, right? When Jesus is saying that, he's talking about that word perfect there, meaning complete, being complete. Be perfect. The Father's perfect. Be complete. I don't, I don't think God doesn't use people if they're not sinless, right? God, God could still use you despite your sin. However, this sets a really interesting precedent in light of some of the things that we're dealing with in society today could quite possibly be further from the truth. This idea of apathy amongst the church and how it could be detrimental. You don't have to be perfect. You don't really have to do much. You know, like this, huh? 
So I'm going to play you guys, and it may be I'm bugging. Maybe I'm tripping. So check this out. Excellence glorifies God and inspires men. So whenever somebody's doing something of excellence, you have to ask yourself, what is that redeem, rejected, receive, yeah. right? And, yeah, and yeah, you play it yeah. on it. So men follow men they want to be like. Come on. Yeah. End of the day. That's good. Like whether those guys are doing good or bad, mm-hmm. they, they follow men they want to be like. And they follow men who are perceived as winners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what I realized is, and this is a crazy theological concept, and, and forgive me if I get too lost in the sauce, but I think you appreciate this. I was, I was actually working on this, this message. And um, I believe it was in the book of, in the, in the Gospels, when asked about John the Baptist, Jesus said, um, from I'm paraphrasing, but from from men born of women, no one is greater mm-hmm. than John the Baptist. Yeah, yep. it's like really mm-hmm. John the Baptist is better than Moses mm-hmm. and David yeah, and, yeah. and Enoch and all these people. Really? Yeah. But then he went on to say, which is a crazy part. He said, "But the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven will be greater than." Yeah, him. yeah that's a trip. Yeah, and it's like, hold on one second. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying that. From this point of human history, John the Baptist going this way is better than everybody. Uh-huh. But then from this point of human history, mm-hmm. every the last place man in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. Therefore, he's greater than Moses and David and, and Solomon. And mm-hmm. I was like, but, but when I look at Christianity, it's like I, f- I view it as a lot of those guys aren't that great. Mm. You know, like a lot of Christ, like when you think about a Christian man in society, like mm-hmm. I don't really see like the great man. Mm-hmm. I don't see Samson. You know what I mean? Yeah. With all his flaws. I yeah. don't see. I don't see that. Yeah. And I realized was that God calls the least of these to become the greatest of these. Mm. It's, it's, yeah. And what happens in Christianity? We just think God calls the least. Mm. calls the meek he calls the lowly of yeah. this world you just, so it stops there mm-hmm. but what you don't realize is god calls the least to become the greatest mm-hmm. paul became one of the greatest peter became one of the greatest mm-hmm. john became they didn't start so there's this upward progression where these guys became as yeah. he said fishermen of men they mm-hmm. became leaders yeah it's good they, they they may have started off as losers mm-hmm. but god made them into leaders so what that told me is that a man of God who's following God's purpose for his life gets, becomes greater and greater and greater and greater till he's a leader of men. Mm-hmm. And once you're a leader of men, men follow. Mm-hmm. So to the aspirational side, yes, you're 100% right. That's one of the biggest things that I personally noticed that you have to become a, a, a leader and you have to show men the things that they view a leader should have. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have to show them in their brains, a leader should have this. Some of it's sinful, so you have to reject that, mm-hmm. you know, but, and, and some of it's good, receive that, and then some of it's on the fence, so yeah. you have to redeem that. Yeah. And so to me, that's one of the things I've, I've noticed um, changes that, and then on top of that, just more leaders in society. I think that's really interesting the way you break down, because if you think about theologically, what happens in the life of someone who is a follower of Jesus, they're born again, 100%. right? So now, like you said, the the floor becomes a ceiling and, and that's definitely mm. the case in my life man I like it. i you know dad wasn't in my life sexually abused uh, addicted to porn all of these different things and it's literally because of the grace of god in my life 
the access to information, the access to mentorships, a good local church that I've been able to do what I'm doing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and level up my income, level up fitness wise, yeah. you know, like I didn't understand like what macronutrients were <laughs> until yeah. I was 30 years old. Yeah. I didn't know what a macronutrient was, you know, yeah. but like getting the access to information, having the resources and then the accountability, I've been able to transform multiple areas of my life. And I think uh, kind of what you're hinting at is sometimes the church gives an incomplete message. A hundred percent. It's not the fullness of, and, and, and it's not like, Give your life to Jesus and you'll be a multimillionaire. You'll be a billionaire. That's, that's not, not what I'm saying. But not. it is, hey, give your life to Jesus. He'll give you a new heart and it'll impact everything else around and how you view everything. And that might be a five-year process. That might be a 10-year process. I had to go to therapy for yeah. it. Like I had to really get to the root of some of my issues. But it should impact everything. 100%. It should impact your fitness. It should impact your ability to earn. It should impact your ability to provide. It should impact what kind of friend you are, your social intelligence, your ability to observe situations, problem solving. And sometimes, a lot of times, too many times, there's an incomplete picture told. And then the person that has an incomplete solution will rise up hundred percent, and, 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 and reach the men. I love it because like you said, it's I, I, everything you said was amazing. So think about it. It's like we're recruiting the least of these. That means you're getting, you know, the lowest of yeah. the lows. Yeah. You know, you're getting the guys in the bottom of the comments with no avatars. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting the lowest of the lows. Yeah. So churches, in my opinion, stop there. Mm. So you go to churches like, man, these dudes are super out of shape. Mm-hmm. These dudes barely can yeah. pay their bills. These dudes are emotionally unhealthy. Yeah. These dudes' style is horrendous. Yeah. Why? Because the church's message is very initially maternal yeah. come as you are we'll take are. you we'll love you which is true yeah, yeah. that is what god did yeah. but as matt chandler we may talk about him later yeah. said it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to stay there come on so s- progressive sanctification yeah. is this conveyor belt which makes you greater yeah. so then the latter half of this message is now that you're here let's gets you as high as God has called you to be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so the, the, the prosperity message, which is a sin, says that God has called you to be a billionaire, mm-hmm. every man to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. The poverty message, which is a sin, is God has called you to live a life of poverty, mm-hmm. right? And the, and, and the message of the gospel, I remember somebody once said it, I forgot who it was, it said, if God has called you to be a teacher, never stoop as low as to become a president. Mm. And it's a, it's good. Yeah, yeah it's because good. it's what has God called, called you, you to, to be? be? Yeah, yeah. Favorite one of my favorite um, um, stories, parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. He gives everybody different talents. Come on. So if he gives um, Ruslan ten talents and he gives me one talent, he's not expecting me to do right. with to do the same thing that Ruslan has done. Right. He expects me to be faithful for the little that I have. Come on. Take one and give me two. Yep. His job is to take 10 and give me 20. So what happens in the, in, the, in the church that I realize is there's some guys here, you have 10 talents. Mm. But then you're, you're, giving, you're bringing to God 11 mm. at the end of your life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because in, in that kind of come as you are, they just get you functional instead of help you get, become flourishing. 100%. Yeah, and so the, the message of greatness why Andrew Tate is so attractive, why guys like Dan Bozerian are so attractive is because those guys take 
the aspirational greatness, and that's the greatest. Every great story, I tell people, all, I'm a story guy. Mm-hmm. Every great story started the way the Fairly Odd Parents theme song started. Mm-hmm. You know, Timmy was an average kid who nobody understood. Mm-hmm. It starts off with this regular guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Harry Potter was a regular yeah, guy. Anakin Skywalker was a regular Come guy. On. You know, Simba, though he was the son of a king, was yeah. just a regular guy. It starts off there, and then the man ends as the king, mm-hmm. as the leader, as the all-powerful one. So there's something as a man when you're regular, you're like, oh, that's what I want to be. Mm-hmm. That's ideal. Mm-hmm. And so when, when the church does not call men to that yeah. and they keep them as regular guys mm-hmm. and then the world has all these extraordinary guys, mm-hmm. that creates a disconnect. Come on. And, and so to me, I think that's something that I've noticed that a lot of people, especially in in the in the church community, don't acknowledge en- enough. Yeah, yeah, man, I, th- I think I think you're spot on, and that's and and sometimes if I do acknowledge it, then the the no be whoa that, that that's a prosperity gospel. Mm-hmm. You're too consumed with this. You're too that's worldly. You hear that a lot. That's worldly, and it's like, man, I think God's called us to make the most of our time, talent, and treasure mm-hmm. on this side of eternity because yes. we think about the kingdom of heaven and we think about going to heaven. Yeah, but the kingdom of heaven is also amongst us. hundred percent. You know, kingdom and so it's like, that hand. If, 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 what is a kingdom without authority? What is a kingdom without influence? What is a kingdom without things changing and, 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 and progressing and flourishing? So it's not just come to Jesus and receive your riches in heaven. Mm-hmm. It's come to Jesus and your riches. Eternity begins today. Come on. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's good. When you think about eternity, it begins today. It begins today. Come on. Yeah. And so one of the parts that I thought about is that as a man, you're called to work and, and God has given you talents today. Mm-hmm. And, he, and, and, and the story of the t- talents was, okay, what have you done with what yeah. I've given you? Yep. There's so many guys who they're not doing much. Right. Right. They're just getting by. Yep. Yep. That's, like God did not call you to be that guy, yeah, yeah. and so I I really believe the future, especially as you look at society. Society is all about this influencer culture. Mm-hmm. You are remarkable because you're this great godly man as an influencer, and men aspire to be you. Mm-hmm. So what's ended up happening is that now you're having men who are fatherless, who have no guidance get to have a stepping stone to God through great leaders. Mm. And so to me, we need great leaders. We need more great leaders that men want to be like. And that's the key. They got to want to be like you. You got men who are, are, are going to college at less rates. You have men who are less likely to be in relationships with women. You got men who are more likely to play video games, who are more likely to be depressed, who are more likely to commit suicide. But if you guys wonder why the Andrew Tates are so popular, what are we offering them? Are we telling them, no, that's bad, suppress that, suppress your desire, desire to become a capable, confident provider as a man, right? I, I want to hear from you guys because... Am I bugging? The, the, these like, yeah, no one really need to talk about sanctification. It's not that big of a deal. Conversation's helpful in light of what the world is showing and selling young men that we need more leaders who are just going to be like, ah, I, 
thought the standard was higher than it was. You don't have to be perfect for God to use you. Or do we say, no, you actually, you actually have way more in you than you ever thought you did. And that God wants to call you to, to a version of yourself that you need to be chiseled into and refined. And if we're talking about kingdom on this side, and we're talking about transformative power uh, from the inside out, I don't know if creating another weak, meek, or meek, quote-unquote, generation of men as the church is, is, is what we need. And I'm not saying Judah is was weak in that original clip, but to me, this idea of like, you know, I called, I tried to refine my prayer life, and I tried to do this stuff, but then there was cognitive, it's like, I think we need to call men to more, not less. I think we need to raise the bar, not lower it. I think we need to say, hey, if the gospel is true and Jesus makes you born again and the Holy Spirit enters you, every area of your life should look different. And that's going to look different in different seasons. When you're younger, you should be working on yourself and developing yourself and becoming capable. When you're older, you're going to be a father and a husband, and you should be learning to become selfless and laying down your life for your wife the way Jesus laid down his life for his church. You know, when you think of modern Western evangelical church, do you think masculine men? Or do you think a bunch of guys that are like, ah, you don't have to be perfect for God to use you? Okay, true. You don't have to be perfect, but you need to be complete. You need to be stable. And yes, God can use you despite yourself. God spoke through a donkey. God can do all kinds of cool stuff. And so that conversation with me and Hafiz was very refreshing. And then I saw this clip from Judah, and I'm just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if this is what 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 we need. I don't I don't know if this is the message that that that, that men need is just it's okay. You know, you don't you don't need to be refined by God. The refiner's fire. Like he kind of made a mockery of that whole bit at the beginning of it. And we have the antidote. We have a, 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 a an amazing book of masculine stories. Incredible stories of men that were both you know, emotional and, 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 and artistic and creative, you know? And so I don't, I, I just, I see this stuff and I'm just like, really? Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe, maybe I'm off. I'm, I, I, I might be wrong on this. Like I might, I really might be wrong on this. Judah might be right. I might be wrong on this. Make sure you guys go watch the full interview with me and Hafiz. It's on the Roommates channel. I'll link it somewhere over here. Leave a comment for me. I think you guys will love it. Make sure you like and subscribe here and make sure you stay tuned as we got the interview with tim ross coming next tuesday we got the podcast launch coming i got some new music coming it's gonna be a crazy last couple couple months of the year man i can't wait um so make sure you subscribe shout out to the patreon gang for supporting us all right love you guys peace and it said that simeon blessed god